Hello, everyone. <laughs> I'm Lindsay Reed. I'm Jordan Reed. And we are Spooky Spouses. Welcome to Spooky Spouses, the podcast we have where we talk about stuff like being married, and that's it. And spooky ghosts. <laughs> and spooky animals. And cryptozoology. And shorts. Where'd the rest of them go? <laughs> You mean pants? No, shorts. <laughs> okay. Where'd the rest of them go? To pants. <laughs> <laughs> well, each week we both find a spooky topic that we discuss with each other for the first time. We have not shared our topics yet. No, we have not. We promise we have not. So this episode is coming to you guys one day late. And we apologize. Hey, it was holiday rabbit season. We were visiting our families. We we're driving a bunch. So we apologize for the delay. It's not something we like to do, but it happened, guys. It's we ate the, too many Easter candies. It's that dang rabbit. I know. It gave us all those little, the Reese eggs, which are the best Reese's. Yeah, but it makes me sad because, well, there are other, val- I was going to say there are other Valentine's Days. There are other, <laughs> there are other holidays where candy's huge, but... Easter, for some reason, it's just chocolate city, chocolate party, and it's just all I want to do is snack, and I feel really terrible because it's, you know, I can't just eat those candies anymore. I'm 31 years old. Yeah. Molly's crying right now because she agrees. And she didn't get to have any candy. Yeah, she couldn't have any candy. We tried to give her a pancake, (laughs) and she spit it all over the place, like in little pieces. And then Lindsay's mom's dog ate it. So she just chopped it up for him. Fun fact, if we were to give Molly chocolate, she would pass away. Yeah, that's not what we want to do. (laughs) Ever. So we gave her a pancake. So we're also recording a day after we normally would record. We're recording this on a Monday, April 2nd, which means that we missed recording on April Fool's, and I had all these fun pranks planned for Mm. you. We were going to record and walk around, and there was going to be the bucket of water on the door. And it was going to fall on your head. Molly, is this a joke? I wasn't really going to do it. Uh, again, the water thing. There was like a series of whoopee cushions I was going to set out for you and silly string. But it's we April 2nd. We can do it next year. Okay. Well, I return all this stuff. I'll pretend like I didn't know any of this. Okay. Okay. That's fine. Are you ready to dive in here? Yeah, I think you you are starting this week. Correct. Awesome. I'm starting this week. So... I have a lot of lists on this show. I always bring, well, I don't always, but I would say 99.9 repeating percent of the time, I bring in a list, some sort of a list. Right. Well, should we talk a little bit about um, our Molly Monster Madness giveaway? Yes. I think that this is even more proof that we don't discuss what's going to happen until we record it, because I was going to do it after the music break, but I think this is a better spot to do it. Oh, well, we can announce no. now that we're going to do it after the music break, and oh, then the suspense will kill oh our, my our listeners. Maybe you guys are going to throw up because it's so suspenseful. <laughs> it's very spooky. If anyone does throw up, I'm sorry, because it was just a joke we made <laughs> this up. This is a joke, April Fool's. April I mean, Fool's. No, we, I, we, I think we really are going to say it after the break. Yes. So, Molly. <laughs> Molly's really sad today. So last week on the show, we announced we were having a giveaway. It's our third giveaway because it was in honor of our 21st episode because we turned 21 and now we can do whatever we want. Uh, Mom, lay off. 
<laughs> and you either had to put a would you rather poll on Twitter, which we got some really good ones. We got some really funny ones. Or on Instagram, post who would be your ride or die ghost hunting buddy. Ghost hunting buddy. I will say that some of the polls on Twitter, I rarely I-R-L-L-O-L, but they made me L-O-L-I-R-L. They were pretty good. They were really funny. Not all of them. (laughs) (laughs) Not everyone. Not everyone. No, they were were all pretty good. They were all very funny. And thank you guys so much for playing. It was fun. It was very fun to see you guys hopping on board and having fun with us. So thank you very much. Absolutely. Okay, well, I'm ready for mine. If you're ready for it, here we go. Yes, I'm well, ready. I didn't ask you if you're ready. I just said, here we go. And that yeah. was rude of me. But yes, you ready? I'm ready. So, again, like I was saying, I typically bring in lists or more so like a how-to or a what's what. Right. right. So this week, I thought I would bring in something. I think this is a topic. I mean, we've, we've loosely touched on it, but we haven't really discussed it. Bigfoot. <laughs> I was waiting for Bigfoot. I was I was I was waiting for you to scream cuz you were so scared cuz I said Bigfoot. Well, I'm always scared of Bigfoot. But I was waiting for Bigfoot and every time I wanted to touch on Bigfoot, I was like I can't. I can't. I can't do it yet. Not yet. You can't just cuz you don't. I just can't. Now, am I right or wrong that you think Bigfoot is sillier than aliens or aliens are sillier than Bigfoot? Oh, I think aliens are sillier than Bigfoot. Do I think that there is like this huge, gigantic human bear man in the woods? No. But I think that there could be just a really big bear. Yeah. That people are thinking is Bigfoot. Like, I believe that more. Or a very tall, scary, nude man. (laughs) Yeah. That hasn't shaved in a while. Help! (laughs) And uh, he's forgotten English, so that's why he just roars and whistles. Aww. Poor guy. That's okay. What was his name again? Um, Herman. (laughs) (laughs) Herman the Nude? Herman the Nude. Herman the Hairy, you know. That's fine, yeah. Hairy Herman. What if you had to make up like a monster? I mean, I know we've kind of done it, but if you had to make up a monster and name him, like what would he kind of look like and what would his name be? Easy. He would walk like a crab (laughs) (laughs) and... He would have four arms, so like Goro from Mortal Kombat arms. Okay. Very short little legs. Almost, they almost didn't touch the ground. So his arms, his two sets of arms would carry him around. He'd have these little kicking legs. Mm-hmm. And he'd wear very tiny blue jeans, no shirt, because he's, he's strong. Uh, he'd just scamper around and give you little kicks. Okay. <laughs> so he's just a kicker. Does he just live in the kick, woods? He's a kick, kick man. Uh, he lives... He lives in the woods. He's kind of like a peregrine falcon where they've adapted to live within cities. So yeah. he can live in the woods, maybe a cool like a like a, a wooded sort of uh, burrow to a city where there's lots of wildlife and vegetation. What's his name? Huh? Well, say I didn't hear you. <laughs> What's his name? Oh, his name? Yeah. Now? Today? Yeah, like, you know, like there's Bigfoot, there's Loch Ness. Yeah. What's your creature's name? Oh, his name? <laughs> Uh, well, I'm very glad you asked me, because, well, just so I heard you right, you were asking for his name? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh. I can tell you put a lot of thought into this creature. His name is, not would be, but he's real. His name is Kick, uh, Kick Man. Kick Man? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm glad you fell for my prank. His name is the, um, Kick Man. <laughs> 
Okay. <laughs> I can't. I can't think of anything funny. Kickman. Yeah, his name's Kickman. He has four arms and tiny little kicking legs. Okay. He'll kick you apart. <laughs> okay. They're very small, but they're very strong. I thought I would. I, I would introduce Bigfoot to the show, to our listeners, and to each other. Of the seven things you must know or you must bring with you on your first Bigfoot hunt. Okay. Now, so hunt's a bad you've word. You've done ghost hunting equipment. Now you're doing Bigfoot hunting equipment. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's not It's not all necessarily, not, not prohibitively expensive equipment for what it is, but just like silly tools, I guess. Yeah. Some of the tools for ghost hunting and stuff I think is are legitimate because whatever, but... But this this Bigfoot stuff on my in my Bigfoot backpack, my Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew is one of them. Your gone you know, squatching hat. My gone squatching hat is. To, how, or did you read my list? <laughs> I I'm just guessing. Tennis balls, a, a dart, one dart. To stab it. No, just to keep it. Have a little dart. You play oh, darts. So you can play. You okay. play darts when you're bored. Okay. But I have a list: seven things to know, or seven things to bring with you before you go Bigfoot hunting. Okay. Now, I did pull this list from our buddy Tom DeLong's website to the Stars Academy. We've we've discussed Tom DeLong. I think it was our third or fourth episode about how Tom DeLong stopped uh, playing his Telecaster and moved <laughs> over. He said later Barker and Hoppus, Travis Barker, Mark Hoppus from Blink, yeah. Blink 182. <laughs> and a lot of people don't know that that eight, one plus eight plus two equals 11, which is uh, a devil number. Uh, that, that's a joke I made up. That's not true. But, <laughs> I was going to say, I thought they just had to add that number because someone's name was already blank. Yeah, probably. Or I something. I, you, you, you probably know much <laughs> more no about I have no idea. <laughs> but um, so Tom DeLong stopped doing all the music stuff and then went into doing this, what, production company and wanted to make movies and sci-fi stuff based in reality. And he now has this giant company with people from the government that he leaks alien footage and stuff. Okay, Whatever. I thought he was just an alien guy, but I didn't know he dabbled in the Sasquatch. Now this is, but this is from 2015, so this might be old school Tom DeLong. Okay, this might be Tommy DeLong before he's like just Tom. So the number one thing on the list is bring a good video camera. Well, yeah, S- something lightweight and good quality. That's exactly what he said. But that's so funny because every time you see footage of Bigfoot, it's always like crappy video quality. I wrote that down. Yeah. So it's like by bring good video quality camera, like does that mean like bring your crappiest crappiest like <laughs> <laughs> your crappiest like video camera so then your evidence looks believable when you realize it's just the bear. Now I thought you were gonna mention the best quality brand crappus of <laughs> of cameras. No, it's I I I agree and I think the exact same thing. Every okay. single time you, you see footage, it looks like someone found, someone was an archaeologist or their friend was, and they gave them a camera that they found on a dig site that was from like the Paleozoic era. Right. And it's powered by sand and, I don't know, like a moth. <laughs> and it's, yeah, it's 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 terrible, terrible quality. And it's, most of them, I think, are obviously hoaxes, really poorly done hoaxes. Right. Poorly executed stuff. But it seems like a no-brainer. Bring a video camera, sure. But bring one that's like good quality though like right. using just your phone i don't think will cut it because most times you see stuff at night a lot of the footage that we see is from night or trail cameras or whatever where the the quality isn't great 
whether it's someone in a suit or it's just a big old animal, who knows? But. Plus, if you use your phone, like, say you use Snapchat, you get, like, the Snapchat filter. <laughs> There's, like, bunny rabbit ears on your Sasquatch. Or Bigfoot's running out and he starts barfing up a rainbow. <laughs> now, for all of our hip young listeners, I understand that those are dated Snapchat filters. Please don't be mad at us. But we're old, and we can only accept new things into our brains. I've never even used Snapchat, so... There's a barfing rainbow. There's a puppy dog. There's one where it gets rid of your nose and makes your mouth very big. Yeah, I've seen all these because people post them. There's one that turns you into Mark Ruffalo, which is very cool. (laughs) Uh, It's the Ruffalo add-on special downloadable content. Okay. The second one, I will just say... I could have prefaced this, but I forgot, so I'll say it right now between one and two, that some of the things on the list are actually like, I think that's a good idea, and a lot of people don't do these things. Now, other ones on the list are like, okay, sure. Yeah, right. Right. Okay, so number two is just an audio recorder. So yes, most or all video cameras, again, unless it's from, if it was Cro-Magnon's man, Cro-Magnon man's household digicam, most video cameras also record audio but the audio quality might not be super good. So getting a, a device specifically used to record audio and just let it run forever, even while you're asleep, because you're only going to be able to shoot video for, for so long. But you just get sounds of the forest, though. I mean, you'd get animals, you'd get everything, but like, how can you determine that it's not an animal making noises? And- so it's said that Bigfoots or Yetis or Squatches or whatever you want to call them depending on your region or whatever part of the, of the of the world you're listening in they knock on trees to call each other with big pieces of wood so if you hear loud knocking it's allegedly a bigfoot or if you hear these whistles or really loud yelling that sounds vaguely humanistic i guess like that one guy that gone squatching squatching guy he does the loud yells oh matt moneymaker <laughs> <laughs> yes absolutely i can't get into finding bigfoot That's i also just... can't i although i do honestly if that show didn't have matt moneymaker on it i would like the show because then it would just be bobo our tall giant yeah bobo our tall gentle giant friend and then there's the girl there's renee she's a biologist and she is always like skeptical but i mean it's like probably like hey i'm a skeptic but i'm just an actress that makes People that think this is not real. She very well could More be an believable. actress. I mean, it's air quote reality TV. <laughs> We're all puppets. Okay. Uh, but then there's Cliff uh, Barackman or Barrackman. He lives up in Oregon somewhere and he's been a Bigfoot hunter for a very long time. Also plays guitar and released a few albums. <laughs> with Tom DeLonge. With Tom DeLonge. <laughs> they should form a band. Wouldn't that be so cool? Crypt- crypto and the Crypto and the Squatch Walkers. Sure. I'm not feeling very creative when it comes to making up names for stuff. Maybe I'll have like a really good zinger later and you'll be like, oh, you're so funny. It's so funny. But I I don't think that'll be the case today. Okay. Spoiler. So we have video camera, audio recorder. The next one is some sort of night vision technology. Well, yeah. Yeah, right? So there's on, on a lot of the cameras, like on many of the paranormal shows that you guys have seen or that we've all seen, there's that night vision setting where it's like grayscale there are really really nice uh night vision cameras and night vision scopes there's even this one this night vision scope that i was looking at online that you can hook up to your phone and you clamp it on your phone and it goes over your phone's camera and it's like a really good night vision scope 
Huh. But guess how much that is? Probably a lot. Take a take a guess. Mm, I'm gonna say at least like two hundred. Two hundred dollars. Yeah. If it were two hundred dollars, you and I would own two of them right now. <laughs> well, I don't know why. How much are they? Four thousand dollars. So clip onto your phone and four thousand bucks. Like who wants that? Tom DeLong. <laughs> Bobo. What if the Sasquatches have it so they can find us, so they can stay away from us? They do, but like the only thing that's like they have a like a an iPhone two, so the video quality is not very good and whatever. But yeah, for for the cost of maybe two or three very very bad used automobiles, you can buy a night vision scope. You can clip onto your phone and use that. I mean, sure, convenient. Yes, absolutely. But do you need to live a certain lifestyle or have a certain job or two to be able to own these? Yes. I'm talking yeah. to our lawyers, our dentists, <laughs> our um, someone who invested in Yahoo very, very long time ago and is now like, oh, I'm losing everything. So they're just buying all this fun stuff. You can also get a thermal camera clip-on for your phone. That's that's a reasonable $1,500. Oh, reasonable. Yeah. But how much are these devices just without clipping onto your phone? I think they're comparable, honestly. they They might be... Well, I was going to say they might be more expensive, but they might honestly be a little bit less expensive because they're larger and more cumbersome. I'm, they're not really that much more cumbersome, but compared... Than clipping it on your phone. Yeah, compared to that. Yeah. So some sort of night vision technology or thermal technology, right? I mean, I would prefer using thermal technology because you can see anything that's hot, right? right. But night vision, it might be a little bit more difficult to notice certain things because everything's the exact same shade of... It's in like the same spectrum of greenish right also why they pick green you know why not like something cool like purple or like plaid Maybe you can get it switched up for another four thousand you get purple night vision you get purple night vision that's sweet i'd do it <laughs> i would not do it the next one witnesses which essentially just means bring your crew out well, to yeah, the woods i mean how many people are gonna go out there by themselves like forget but, that but this begs this this uh brings up a good point if Okay, so say you and I wanted to go squatching. We're out of here. Later, Molly, you're going to doggy daycare. We're going squatching she this weekend. She can't come squatching. That would actually... No, because she'd scare it away. She would be she would bark too much. Or she'd become its friend. Aw, wouldn't that be so cute? And then <laughs> Sasquatch and Molly run away We together. wake up and Sasquatch is uh, laying with its legs out on the ground. It's giving Molly bellies. Molly's on her back is getting bellies and scratches. She would love it. She would love Sasquatch. She does love getting bellies. Oh, that's nice Aww. to think about. But say you and I were going to go squatching. We're out of here. Let's do it. And you and I both get our gone squatching hats and we have like cool necklaces we bought yeah. for some reason. Uh, and we leave. You would want to sort of compile a good group of people. Maybe some friends that we have that are very wealthy that might own night vision technology. Some of our <laughs> friends that are really scrappy and have been in a lot of fights that have nothing to lose that would go fight a Squatch for us. Yeah. You sort of need like – it's similar to like the whole monster of the week thing. You want people who fill different archetypes that you can go squatching with. Maybe some people already have all this cool technology. Maybe someone has a really fashionable tent. Like a Patagonia tent? Like a Patagucci tent. Ooh. Ooh, ah. <laughs> I like your tent. So not only would it be like reliable, it would be very fashionable. It'd be very fashionable. And I think, I would hope rather that a Squatch would see it and be intimidated of how fashionable it is and go, wow, wow, we. Well, Squatches probably don't like hipsters because they they live in areas where a lot of hipsters live and they're like, 
Oh my gosh, there's just more of them? Someone's coming out here with their too expensive pipe they bought that like they're really into like uh smoking pipes and stuff these days because it's fun and like erudite and seems silly to smoke a pipe yeah not an illegal pipe like an actual like tobacco pipe yeah yeah now Linz and I, I i'm not sure if i mentioned this before but Linz and i watched that show on hulu called alone which is a wonderful wonderful show do you it's think fun do you think they saw any squatches on there or do you think no not at all wouldn't that be sweet if they did I guess. I mean, they they were so scared of bears and stuff that... Yeah, like actual flesh and blood threats. And surviving <laughs> that I don't think they really care. Not eating for five days, so they're like, well, eating more seaweed. <laughs> maybe they like hallucinated and maybe did see a Sasquatch. Wow. Think about that for a second, huh? <laughs> the next one under witnesses or just your crew, your lit squad fam, is Patience. Okay. Okay. Moving on to the next one. I feel like that's just like any time you do anything in the woods. Like if you go camping in the woods, you need patience. If you go fishing in the woods, you need patience. If you go hunting in the woods, you need patience. Some say for almost everything you do in your life, you need some patience. <laughs> that is true. So, and unless you're just all of a sudden running at high at, at full speed somewhere. Which sometimes happens. Which sometimes happens. Yeah, maybe you see a spider in your house. You're like, well, gotta set my house on fire. There's oh, I don't a spider even want to talk about it. Spiders are disgusting, disgusting creatures. So the next one I have here, they are really gross. I really don't like them. They're terrible. The next one I have on here, this was on the list and I had to include it. Now it's a little blue. Aww. But it's called a business bucket. Oh, yeah. You get it. But why wouldn't you just go in the woods? I mean, you do, but you have a bucket so you don't leave your business in the woods. You bury it. Yeah. And I, I mean, with... Without going into like too much detail, I always felt like that was fine (laughs) (laughs) to do that. Yeah. I don't know why you need a business bucket, but it did link you to a YouTube video of how to make your own business bucket. Okay. So I don't want to talk about that one anymore. (laughs) Okay. But just know know that Tom DeLonge said the words in an interview, a business bucket. Business bucket, yeah. The next one. Yeah. Tom DeLonge's number one piece of advice aside from patience, aside from bringing your crew, is a thermal camera. Thermal imaging camera. Not night vision. Thermal camera. Well, that's what you were saying, that you think that would be the best to track anything down. I do, too. Honestly, you get you, you see the whole spectrum of colors. You see things that are very warm to super, super cold. I mean, it just seems like it would make sense. And I don't know, you can, you can maybe see the outlines of things easier and stuff like that. You can see if something's maybe hiding behind a tree better, hiding in a bush better. Do you think the thermal camera would pick up on your business bucket? Yes, a lot. <laughs> yeah, if you left it out there. Like you would wake up and be like, oh, I caught something. I can't. Oh, no, it's just my potty. Oh, it's my potty I brought. It's my, my potty that I built. It's my, what's the word? I was trying to think of something that was like, man, see what I'm saying? Strike three. <laughs> I don't know. Think about it. I can't think of anything else. Uh, there was one more checklist that I found of all these things, and this one is exhaustive. So I'm just going to read through a few of them that I think are. But this one's like, th- this one's called What You Will Need for Most Day and Night Expeditions. What You'll Need. So okay. these are all things they're not suggesting that you maybe bring. These are things that you need you or must. else. Copy of the Bigfoot Survival Guide. Okay, cool. There's no link to anything. But apparently that's just something you need. <laughs> it's a book or something or... Hold on. I said the word okay and then my phone thought I was saying okay Google. And then it's it just opened up a website called Bible Study. <laughs> oh my gosh. 
poltergeist activity. They know. They know it. A camera with video and uh, video and still frame capabilities. A motion camera with a flash. Audio recording device. GPS. Deer urine. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> so you need deer urine to attract the Bigfoots. Oh, because they like it. They like it. Because they okay. eat deer, apparently. Because there's all the proof in the world that they love it. When they've interviewed Bigfoots, they're like, what do you love? Deer pee-pee. Oh, great. Good. Mm. Okay. Well, then we'll just do that one. Okay. Camouflage clothing, a deer call, a flashlight, cell phone, bait, bear mace, just in case. Now, they don't sell Bigfoot-specific yeah. mace, just bear mace. Bear mace, yeah. A rope, a knife, a flare gun, a lighter, a rangefinder, which I thought was a car, um, <laughs> a pad or a paper for taking notes. Okay, sweet. When you get bored and lonely. Tetris. Played Tetris waiting for Bigfoot. First aid kit. This one says a stun gun and also a net gun. Oh, because you're going to trap Bigfoot in a net gun. In a net gun, which everyone has, which those are ubiquitous these days. Net guns. Yeah. I understand that they exist, I think, but I wouldn't be surprised if they don't exist. Well, like to like trap a bunny, maybe. Yeah, get a little bunny. But bum like bun. a Bigfoot, it's just going to like hit its chest and he's going to look at you like, really? And he'll say in, 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 in the only English that he knows, for real? <laughs> then walk away and you hear him mumbling as he's walking away stomping for real as he's <laughs> he leaving he just thinks it's pathetic night vision goggles water purification stuff I mean a bunch of things it just seems like a lot of stuff I say just go out in the woods with a few of your friends bring a video camera bring a thermal camera if you can maybe borrow one if anyone's like at a university or something where you can like sign one out or something maybe the biology department or like the uh, I don't know anthropology department or something like that maybe you can sign out a thermal camera for a minute and then just go out in the woods and find a bigfoot but look what happened to the kids that went out in the woods to do research about the blair witch they got stolen they got they that got crazy by the blair witch by that scary scary witch that's a good documentary the blair witch 100 <laughs> percent real good documentary. you know what other documentary i really like what the adams family yeah i don't know why they didn't like have their own reality show. I mean, they kind of did. The Munsters, I think, was an early reality show. That was yeah. a documentary as well. Yeah. I love documentaries. <laughs> documentaries are fun. <laughs> like Transformers 2, the documentary. I've never seen Transformers. Neither have I. I'm fine okay. without seeing it. <laughs> Anyways, awesome. that's all I have. So if anyone wants to go find Bigfoot, or how about this? If you have been squatching, I know that we just talk about these things because they're a little bit silly, but if you have been squatching, let us know about it. You can send us a private email because maybe this is a thing you like to keep private. <laughs> or if you have any evidence, quote unquote, or non-quote unquote, if it's real definitive evidence, you can send us an email at SpookySpousesCast at gmail.com. Or you can get uh, write to us on Twitter or maybe post some evidence of yours on Instagram. And we are on them, their things at Spooky underscore Spouses. Or maybe you think you would be really good at making fake evidence. Oh, my gosh. Show us your best real fake evidence. Yes. Oh, wouldn't that be so funny? Maybe we'll do... I mean, I think Maybe we, we can try to do one, too. Wouldn't that be fun? Just yeah. like, uh, I don't know, wrap Molly and Brown, like the brown fake fur stuff you can get at Joanne Fabrics or something and just have her run around. <laughs> Call her Bigfoot. Make noises in the background. How scary. She's on her <laughs> leash. So scary. Well... Should we take a short little music break so our yeah. listeners can vacuum the living room? Which I just did a second ago. Or you can eat some of your leftover Easter candy and say, no, I'll go for a run tomorrow. Yeah. 
That's <laughs> kind of what happened to us. <laughs> yeah. Oopsie. Oops. Well, we'll see you guys in three, two, one. Welcome back. Hi, everyone. We hope your candy was super good. I hope you didn't eat too much. I hope you had one piece too many. Oh, boy. Oh, no. Oh, sugar. We need to announce our winner. Yes. Let's announce our winner because you so patiently waited until after music break. And we hope, I hope that I just said, let's announce the winner really quick. And you were like, oh, I was just about to barf. And then you no. didn't. And then you didn't barf. No. So our winner is... For our Molly Monster Madness giveaway. Amy Gad. Yay! Congratulations, Amy. I'm you, very jealous. You have some great prizes coming your way. You have some really good prizes coming your way. I would say almost too good. One of them is a Mazda 626. <laughs> that we stole. That we stole from me in high school because that's what I used to drive. <laughs> Amy will be sending you some stuff. Tomorrow, I believe. Yeah, so you should be getting it soon. I did want to. I, I did want to mention four quick uh, honorable mentions that were very, very funny. Yeah. Uh, on Twitter at at hi I'm Roxy with two Y's. She did some drawings of us and these big monsters that were really funny. Oh yeah, those were good. Our good buddy uh, Dana Poling, who's on Twitter at Poling Dana. I think we're allowed to say it because they put their names on Twitter and it's a thing. He asked if we would be scared if we farted bees, which I thought was very funny. <laughs> uh, our friend Colin Parker and our big boss buddy, Colin Parker, who mentioned us having a haunted refrigerator, which would be very scary. And then our new buddy at Dantendo64, who just brought up the whole idea of if Prince and David Bowie had a wedding as uh, spectral people, that would be really fun to attend. Yeah, it would. There'd probably be a lot of good, like, ghost friends there, too. Oh, my gosh. Ghost celebrities. Imagine the music, too. Pretty baller music. Oh, my gosh. It'd be great. Ghost music. So thank you so much to everyone who played on Instagram and Twitter. We will be doing more of these as well. And again, all of the prizes are always very, very, very good. I know we're biased, but I think they're very good. <laughs> but congratu congratulations again, Amy. And expect your stuff sooner rather than later. Yeah. That's it. Okay. So this week, my story... And I don't know if you know of him. Oh, Larry? But it's definitely in your wheelhouse, for sure. Nice. So I'm going to slaughter a lot of these words because I'm not Italian. So <laughs> if anybody didn't notice already, I'm not Italian and I'm not good at accents. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm going to talk about Octavio Boschetia? Botecchia? Botecchia? Botecchia. Can I see his name? You can cover everything up. Ottavio Botecchia. Ottavio Botecchia. Do you do you know who that is? No. It sounds like it sounds like a combination of Anthony Bourdain's name and his wife's name. <laughs> Maybe. Well, I'll call him Otto for short. I think that sounds great. Okay, I so like that a lot. so Otto is Italian, and he has a big long life story and all this stuff. Um, he was born in 1894. Good year. So he was born in August 1894. He actually, I'll just kind of like briefly go over his life. He had a lot of bad luck. He lived in poverty and all this stuff. 
Well, he joined the Italian, like, basically Marine Corps, the Italian Army during World War One. Okay. And his job was to bicycle to different places and deliver messages with supplies and, like, special messages that they had to deliver. So they, he was, like, basically their little, like, messenger bike boy. Oh, riding his fixie, like, in his backwards cycling cap. <laughs> so he would ride around and kind of do that. Well, he actually got so good at riding that he became an Italian cyclist. Oh, sweet. So he was the first Italian winner of the Tour de France to, like, score what? in a stage. So he won a stage. I forget what stage he won, but he won a stage in 1924. Um, it was the stage where you ride your fixie and you have to go get a coffee super quick. <laughs> no. So he realized that he was really good at cycling and he stopped doing that and he actually just was, what do they call it, an isolate cyclist. He was, he didn't have a team. Oh, so, but he was a professional just riding for himself, essentially? Yes. I don't know if they, well, I would think that they, they kind of have that these days with like the, the coming of social media and Instagram and stuff like that. If you're a really good cyclist and you have a good presence, people will essentially sponsor you just to wear their stuff and post photos of it online. So I guess that's, you're, Kind of professional, I guess, if you're maybe doing races and stuff, and depending on what category you are. Yeah. Well, he started doing really good and winning stages. Um, He was in the, oh, I'm terrible at these, the Giro, the Giro del Piev. So the Tour of Piev? I guess. The okay. Copa Delta Victoria. That's fine. And the Duca di Estrada. The, yes, the Duca di Estrada, <laughs> which is named after Eric Estrada from Chips. Right, but that's in 1920. So in 1924, he actually won a stage at the Tour de France, just being a lone cyclist. That that's so cool. Just started cycling, and everybody's like, "You're really good. So like, you should do this." Can I just ask you? Are we just talking about professional cycling? Because I'm stoked. If that's, if that's the case, <laughs> no, I'm it's actually, not spooky. But I'm actually surprised you don't know the story. Well, his his death is a mystery still. So just some quick things that I thought was really funny about Otto here is that he was a, um, he was an Italian man and he didn't know any French. I mean, he barely knew how to read because growing up he really didn't, he was, he was very poor. He didn't get a lot of education. I mean, he Mm -hmm. was just basically a laborer. But um, he managed to pick up some French words, and every time he got, like, kind of interviewed, I guess, after his stage, yeah. I mean, there wasn't really a lot of film and stuff. But For when, newspapers and stuff. Right, and, and they would ask him questions. Well, one of the quotes, actually, from an interview, he just said the words in French that he could manage to actually sputter out, and it just said, no bananas, lots of coffee, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's so great because they, cause they, they they probably asked him, hey, how'd you do so well? And he said, no bananas, lots of coffee. Thank you. I love that. So later he did learn a little bit more French. I mean, even until the day he died, he really didn't know a lot of French. No bananas, all. only coffee, one baguette. Thank you so much. <laughs> Goodbye. So in a later interview after he won a stage at the Tour de France, he commented with, not tired. <laughs> French and Belgians, good friends, and cycling, good job. That's all he managed to sputter out in French. So I really like his quotes. I think he's great already. Can you imagine that? Like, okay, so these days, and it's not just the case with cycling, but all professional sports, there's always the, like 
the exact same interview happens nonstop. Right. Hey, so what'd you do? Well, we tried really hard and we worked for our leader and it just ended up not working out, but we'll try hard tomorrow or whatever. But if someone interviewed like this... Well, he obviously liked the French and the Belgians. Oh, I love that. I love that. Not tired. French and Belgians. Good friends. Cycling. Good job. (laughs) (laughs) But anyways. That's so so sweet. This is the sad part. So he was doing fairly well and he was doing his own training. And June 3rd, 1927, a farmer outside of Pianis, which Mm -hmm. sounds like another word, but it's a Place P- like a, it sounds like a piano player. Yes. Pianist. Yeah, a pianist. <laughs> so it was near this farmer's home and pianist. He found him dead on the side of the road. So he found Otto dead on the side of the road. And his skull had been cracked open. He had a few broken bones, but his bike was completely fine. Oh, see, I was going to say he was probably hit by a car, but... His bike was completely fine, and they found it like a distance away from his body. So it almost kind of seemed like he got hit by a car, but they checked the bike. The bike had nothing on it. It had no skid marks. It had no dents. It The handlebars were fine, as if it were to drop. It wasn't skidded at all. That's there was weird. The pedals were fully intact. It looked like, literally, they found this bike, like maybe a half mile away from him, just set on the ground. Weird. So they didn't know what was going on. I mean, I know like in the 20s that investigations weren't necessarily the greatest, but the authorities just claimed that he got heat stroke and he crashed off his bike and hit his head and he died. But his bike was fully intact. So they... People were always suspicious. He was 32 years old, so he was a young rider, and Um, he was doing really well. So there's a lot of conspiracy theories that, like, other cyclists were angry, and maybe someone had tried to kill him, or that maybe he did get, like, scared off the road. But it was just very odd that there was no damage to his bike whatsoever, because he was out training for the day, and that was confirmed by a friend of his. Because he had left his friend's house saying, I'm going to ride from this point to this point. And he never came back. And that's when his friend went to go look for him. And then a farmer had reported a cyclist dead on the road. Yeah. So it's a big mystery. There's a lot of conspiracy theories. They think that a cyclist got mad. They think that, I mean, some people has have even thrown suicide out there. But it's like, but his bike was still intact. So I don't. No, it's very odd. But just recently, a article came up that they had found, and I'm not sure when that farmer that had found him died, but an article was found in the the farmer's home, and it was a journal entry, and it said from that date, I saw him eating my grapes from the vineyards. He pushed through the vines and he damaged them all. I threw a rock to scare him, but it hit him. I ran to see who it was, and I panicked when I realized that it was Otto. I'll just say Otto. Please, God, forgive me. Oh, my gosh. So he was riding. He was probably like halfway through a ride or something. Got really, really hungry because that's what happens when you ride. Probably eating the farmer's grapes. Started eating some really good Italian grapes, and then the guy threw a rock at him and hit him in the head. Yeah, so now the the whole theory is is that the farmer threw the rock and hit him in the head like perfectly that it actually killed him. And then once he realized that he had killed someone and it was a famous cyclist, he probably freaked out, put his bike further down the road 
to make it seem like he had been hit or something oh and then called the police. So for years, this theory of just like people, I mean, the authorities said it was heat stroke and he died and people were saying that he crashed or he committed suicide or, you know, they said that other cyclists did this and they purposely killed him and set it up and now they are thinking that it's all this farmer that accidentally killed him and freaked out thinking that he was going to lose his farm and lose everything if they found out that he had killed this famous cyclist. That's insane. Yeah, so it was kind of a cool story. Like, I mean, it's a sad story. It's very but, sad. But yeah, and they, I mean, this farmer has long gone now. He's passed away, but they think that this farmer might have accidentally killed him while he was destroying his grapes. Can you imagine that these days? Like, holy smokes. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, these days it would have been so investigated. I mean, Oh, it absolutely. Wouldn't have, it wouldn't have been like, oh, well, it was heat stroke even though his skull was smashed in. Yeah, seriously. Wow, that's insane. That's absolutely insane. Like, I'm, I'm surprised that I'm hearing about this for the first time now. Yeah. Well, see, I thought you had heard of it before because you're so into cycling and everything. And he was actually a pretty up-and-coming cyclist for that time. Well, 32. Yeah, well, and and a long time ago, being 32, like, being a professional cyclist at 32 now, you know you have a few years left until people are like, wow, he's one of the oldest guys or she's one of the oldest riders in the in the professional peloton. Right. And that's like... It's like a modeling career. <laughs> well, seriously, yeah. Like you're 28. Ew. What are you? What are you? What are you? A cave? Disgusting. Like a cave person? Nasty. You're a <laughs> you're nasty. But in in those eras, you you had professional cyclists riding until they were like 45, 50 years old. Right. But who were still crushing it. But here's an Italian guy that had nothing in his life. I mean, if you read his whole life story, it's really sad. I mean, he was neglected. He didn't, you know, his brothers and sisters didn't care about him. He had no education. Poor guy. He basically, like, didn't have anything. And then he joined the army, got put on this bicycle, which, yeah, if I'm going to join the army, I hope I just ride around and get ripped and gripped on my bicycle. Wouldn't that be sweet? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. But he just found his way into professional cycling and he was on the up and up, and just when he started getting that, it was just... A farmer threw a rock at his head. A farmer killed him on accident. Because he was eating his grapes. And that's the thing, like, I'm sure most vineyards, you don't just have one little plant, and like, you only have five but grapes. It was in France, though. I mean, in France, they they cherish the grapes. I think a lot of places in Europe, too. You don't like, touch their grapes. They'll hit you with a rock. They'll throw a rock at your brain. They'll <laughs> hit you in the face with a rock. <laughs> they will kill you with a rock. And destroy you if you're trying to eat any of their fancy grapes. A muscat. A Pinot Noir. <laughs> Do you think he was getting a little drunky off those grapes? Those no, Pinot unless Noirs? they were old. Unless they were old and spoiled and he was like, Fermented. oh. Perfect. Yeah, and he just went to town like a raccoon and ate a bunch of uh, nasty fermented grapes. And I'm sure he was getting a little silly. Getting those crazy grapes. He was, I think it's because he was getting those crazy grapes. <laughs> well, cool. Perfect. Very cool story. But yeah, it was just a short little story that caught my interest, and I thought it was kind of cool how it's this mystery for years, and then all of a sudden they find this like journal entry of like, oh, basically the guy confessed. I think that is super cool. That yeah. is really cool. I like that a lot. Eating grapes. I mean, I guess if you're a cyclist and you're eating a bunch of grapes and you're like starting to live the dream, that's I guess the way you kind of want to go maybe. 
It's like a uh, farmer gets mad at you. I think the way you'd want to go is to like have a professional and fulfilling career and then retire <laughs> and then live off your money and go, oh. Well, that was nice. Now oh. I can eat all the grapes that I want because I own 40 vineyards. I own 40 vineyards. I'm not close to any farmers whatsoever. And I'm on an island that I bought because I have a lot of money because of my professional cycling career. Yeah. Which and most I... most professional pr- professional cyclists don't have like a crazy amount of money, but they're they're fine. Yeah, look him up. Say his name one more time for everybody. <laughs> oh, you're gonna make me say it. Oh no, but I like in, a, in in an actual way. Yes, I wasn't trying to be be a butt. Okay, it's well. Should I spell it? Yeah, sure. It's Octavio Botecaja. No. Botecaja. <laughs> uh, Ottavio Botecchia. Octavio Botecchia. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. Figure it out. Yeah. It'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> and search him up. And if anyone knows any more about him or something, let us know too. Yeah, but I like I haven't actually looked and like gone to see pictures of him or anything or like if he did get picked up by a team. I know teams were like looking at him obviously because he started winning these stages. So I mean, he was just a man for himself. And speaking of cycling, I think a good idea during the Tour de France were to be would would be to have a spooky spouses fantasing fantasy tour de france league oh yeah that will be fun now if anyone's i'm sure a lot of you guys perhaps like more popular sports like football throw or <laughs> baseball run em, baseball run around but we're really into cycling but we're really into professional cycling and during the tour de france there is a free fantasy cycling league that you can join and you can join our own little club in it for free just for funsies, whether you know a lot about cycling or whether you know nothing at all about cycling. I think that'd be super fun. It's free to do and we can and we can keep tallies and I can update everybody every day on the thing and that'd be fun. Maybe we can draw our own little spooky spouses like cycling kit. Oh, uh, wouldn't that be our fun? Our little cycling jersey, our spooky spouse cycling jersey. That'd be sweet. Well, you heard it here first, everyone. At the beginning of July, whether I, I forget if the Tour de France this year starts on July 3rd or July 4th. It's usually, it's... Right around the 4th of July, the Tour de France starts. We will put out some information about our Fantasy Cycling League and instructions on how to join. And we'll answer any questions you guys have. It'd just be something fun. And it's very spooky. Oh my gosh, it's so scary There's nowadays. Like ghosts everywhere and like sometimes you see a Sasquatch and sometimes you see a man dressed up like a devil running around. He's actually at every Tour de France. He's been there for a very, very, very long time. A man dresses up as Satan. And runs at the cyclist. I forget his name, and I used to know his name. I'll think of it after we're done recording, and I'll say Diablo. it. Diablo? Well, it might be Diablo. It's the real Satan. <laughs> <laughs> it's the real one. He has a beard, and he drinks uh, He drinks Kolsch. And it's very <laughs> scary. I mean, cycling actually is a little bit scary because people pass away a lot, and it is very scary. Well, yeah, apparently. <laughs> because farmers throw Farmers rocks throw at rocks head. at them. Well, thanks for bringing in the story, Lens. No problem. I liked it a lot. <laughs> We high-fived. <laughs> it was very quiet, but we high-fived. <laughs> I got scared. Well, we would like to thank you guys for being patient with us for the late release. But, hey, holiday rabbits and travel sometimes get in the way. So thank you guys for sticking with us and being patient. Yes, and thank you for listening. And thank you to everybody over at the Scavengers Network, our friend Colin Parker, for hosting us. And please be sure to go to thescavengersnetwork.com to check out all of the other shows. Colin um, is in the process of adding a few shows here and there. We just added, I think the newest show to the network is one that Colin is not hosting but curating called EQ&A. I believe it stands for Entertainment Questions and Answers, I think, right? 
Sure, why not? So. That's that's my best guess. Or it also could stand for exciting questions and answers, mm. which I'm sure it is also that. But that's sort of a TED Talk thing that they have at Loyola University that he's putting the audio on. We have Historical Hotties, Academy Outcast, State Your Case, Bad Pen Pal, Us, Journey Under 30, a lot of very good shows and more shows to come soon, I bet. Yeah, and thank you, Eli Chambers, for our wonderful uh, Spooky Spouses theme. Oh. It's scary. I know. Sometimes I have to, like, skip our theme song when I listen to our podcast because I get a little nervous. Can I be honest with you? Yeah. When I uh, when I listened to the music when we were editing last time, I cried so hard because I was so scared. Because you thought something was going to get you. I sobbed uncontrollably, and yeah. I threw up. After. What's with you and throwing up this episode? <laughs> I don't know. I think it's, I think it's funny. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> anyways. Anyways. Thanks for sticking around, guys. And thank you for listening. And we'll see you next week. On our spooky ghost graveyard week. <laughs> Haunted house graveyard Wednesdays. On our... Ether no on our E V P Ritty Scary Friday. Ooh. Wow. Yep. <laughs> that one was very terrifying Uh-oh. Tuesday. Oh my gosh. That scared me. Yeah. <laughs> well Thanks for listening. Thanks everyone. Bye. Bye. Testing, testing, testing. I like your camouflage fashionable jacket. Okay. I don't know. <laughs>